Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Hiya. Hiya. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Howdy. Howdy. This is uh, Deacon John and Joe from lovely Colorado, where it rained today while it was the sun was shining. That's, that's I was feeling days. rain on my body, on my head, and I looked up and there was no clouds. That is so Colorado. Just <laughs> Actually, freaky. I had the same experience. I don't know what that was about. Man, it's weird. It's weird. We had the. Uh, uh, we're still in Holy Week here, but we're going to Lake City next week. For yeah, Easter. baby. We're I can't go. wait. We rented a cabin up. Uh, it's still mud season. Mud season in Colorado means uh, snow runoff. Everybody kind of leaves, so you can get cabins for really cheap. I don't know if you knew that. For poor seminarians. For poor seminarians, soon to be rich priests. Oh, <laughs> thirty-two days. Uh, very excited about that, but we're still, uh, in you're not going to be rich though, John, just so you I know. know, I don't want to be rich either, but, uh, we're still going to be, uh, we're still in podcast time, which means you have about 15 minutes until you got the big championship game. Oh yes. Well, I don't know. He can wait. No, just, can I'll wait. just keep him antsy. I noticed the book in your left hand. This is what we're going to be talking about today. The topic for today, as you will know, because you clicked on it is Lexio Divina. Lexio Divina. Now, I don't know. Some people might know what that is. I honestly had never heard of Lexio Divina until I came to seminary. Had you? I don't think so. Maybe. I've been in seminary for like a decade. I don't know what. I don't <laughs> That's know what, true. I don't know what happened before you then. You didn't know how to tie your shoes before you were in seminary. Lexio right? Divina might not have existed before I went to seminary. Well, uh, we're going to talk about today why that is not true. Okay. Because it has existed for a long, long, long time. Very good. Lexio Divina. Let's talk about what it means. Latin. Yes. For... Divine Lexio. Divine Lexio. Sacred reading. I just taught this to like high school seniors, and they all knew what it meant. Oh, come on. So, I was joking. Sacred reading. Sacred reading. That's right. Um, so why are we talking about this? I, the reason I want to talk about it primarily is because I'm doing a paper on it. So I was like, hey, hey. two birds with one stone. Little did they know. All of, all of this is actually <laughs> They're finding this out now. Assignments that's the, that we have to talks we're supposed to give or papers we're supposed to write. We're giving away our secrets, man. So Lexio Divina. Fancy. It is fancy. Uh, I love it. And this is why I want to talk about it. Not only because I'm giving a paper on it, but because the Bible is something uh, people read the Bible all the time. Most Catholics, most Christians who try to read their faith, they're very much into the Bible. Um, and But I don't know if they know how to read the Bible. Ah, so Lexia Divina is going to teach us how to read the Bible. Exactly. It's a certain way to read the Bible. Yeah. Because sometimes we just pick up this Bible and we just kind of like, okay, we start at you know, Genesis. Roulette, roulette, just or we just kind of open it up and do whatever. Up, which I shouldn't mock because some people have had very amazing experiences. It's there. true. So, and that's not a bad thing. So yeah, yeah. St. Augustine had his conversion exactly. because of that, actually. We like him. We like St. Augustine. Um, or, you know, we just we just read the gospel for the day if we're, if we're Catholics. Um, or, you know, there's a lot of great Bible programs you go through, like um, Great Adventure Bible Study. My right. parents are all right. about this. And, um, you know, Jeff Caven's putting that out with this guy, Dr. Tim Gray. I'm holding in my book. Um, in your book. I'm holding my book a hand. <laughs> um, it's a book by Dr. Tim Gray, who is one of our own. He teaches at our seminary. Right. Um, and it's uh, it's called Praying for a Change. It's a book on Lexio Divina. It's a great, this is a great little easy read. Super so, easy read. Joe's going to read to you right now. All right, so, so page one, chapter one. Um, no, but we have this idea of reading the Bible where we just kind of pick it up and we're learning the stories and stuff like that, but that is not necessarily what how we read the Bible in the Catholic tradition. Um, there's a specific way to read the Bible, uh. and at the heart of it is... Lexio Divina, what's what's become known as Lexio Divina. Okay. Now this the word Lexio Divina goes back to Origen, who was in the third century. So this is something that's been tossed around for a long time and 
um, St. Benedict, who you know pretty much founded Western monasticism. Right. He's he, the one I always think of when I think of Lexi Divina. Oh, really? Why is that? Well, because it's a it, it was he made it a Benedictine practice. It's a monk so, thing. It's a monk thing. It's thing monks do. Exactly. So monks, uh, part of, he made it part of the rule right. in Benedict uh, Lexio Divina, this sacred reading. And in the, in the 10, 11th century, I think it was, there was a guy named Guigo, the Carthusian. You might have heard of him if, you, if you've ever learned from Guigo? Dr. Gray. Guigo. Isn't not, that a great name? Yeah, not Guido. No, Guigo. Oh, Guigo. Guigo, the Carthusian. But he formulated these, uh, he called it Lexio Divina, but he formulated these certain steps uh, of Lexio Divina. He called it like a, a four-rung ladder going to heaven. Oh, very nice. Um, so this is this is kind of how Lexio Divina got formed. So it's an ancient thing. But at the heart of it, it is praying with Scripture. I'm going to read you a quote here from, this is from uh, Vatican II, Dei Verbum. Uh, this is, oh, say, Vatican II. Um, let's just talk real quick about this. Before the Vatican II, Vatican II was in the 60s. Yep. Um, before Vatican II, Catholics really didn't read the Bible. Any grandparents out there listening to this might know this. Like we read the, we heard the Bible in Mass. We had a Bible in the house that nobody read. It was right. kind of on a nice stand and it looked beautiful. But um, and we didn't read the Bible. And that part of that is because so much of the faith was learned in church or through catechism. You know, right. the Bible was a right. part of our tradition, but it wasn't not like Protestants who this is this is all they got. They got the Bible, so right. they're going to know it really well. Right. Um. But the Vatican Council, one of the things they called for was for people to start reading their Bibles and to know their scriptures. Um, and this is from this is one of the things they said. They said, the church forcefully and especially exhorts all the Christian faithful, this is everybody, to learn the surpassing knowledge of Jesus Christ by frequent reading of the divine scriptures. And he, it says, let them remember, however, that prayer should always accompany the reading of sacred scripture so that a dialogue takes place between God and man. Very nice. And that's important, this idea that prayer should always accompany sacred scripture, the reading of it. Because I think a lot of times when we read the Bible, we're not always like, we're not always approaching it like prayer. Sometimes right. we approach it like we'll read the Bible or we'll read something else. You know, right. it's just another thing we do. I and mean, we, we do it because we want to learn. We make it a, a devotional thing. Like we, uh, we want to learn about our faith. We want to uh, immerse ourselves more in the faith. But is it a prayer? Right. And one of, I mean, there has been saints that have said, you know, when we... St. Cyprian, I think, said this. You know, when we pray, we talk to God. But when we read the scriptures, God's talking to us. Right. And I think it's it's interesting, you know, like, my especially in the early years when I started learning to pray, it was kind of like, well, just, you just pick up the Bible and you just start to read, which is good. But I think what you're saying is that there's a tradition here that that can really teach us the form of how to actually pray. How do we approach the scriptures? How do we pray the scriptures, yeah. You might be surprised to know that the church has said that the church venerates the sacred scripture, the written, the the Bible, in the same way that she venerates the body of Christ. Man, in the you're Eucharist. busting out all the sweet quotes here. It's crazy. Yeah, that's a crazy quote. Why don't you say it one more time? Actually, okay. So the Church venerates the sacred scripture, just as she venerates the body of Christ in the Eucharist. That's huge. That's that, huge. That is huge. I and mean, we don't think about that. And I think for people who might be saying, "Well, I'm I'm faithful, but I don't hear God speak," like that's just weird, you know, to me. I think. This will get them. This is how God will speak to your heart is through the sacred scriptures. Like, and that's not the only way He will, but it's a profound and amazing way that He'll do it frequently. When you pick, when you just have these little subtle tools to to understanding how to pray while you're reading, and that and that's exactly what this is. I'm a, I'm not a you know I'm not a super like mystical person, and I no, kind of no. I I'm no, I'm, I'm a total being, you're dude. Being humble. <laughs> I'm a dude, and I need some instructions. Like, and so when you give me something that's kind of like do this, then do this, then right. do this, that actually really helps me to get into prayer. 
And I, that's what I want to talk about, because this is very practical. Lexia Divina is a super practical right. way to access the scriptures. And the whole goal of reading the sacred scripture is to access God. You're trying to access a person that's behind these words. Right. That's living and effective in, in this. It's in not the just word. another history lesson. And it's not just an intellectual thing. And I think right. that's our thing. We kind of get stuck in our heads uh, when we read the scriptures. And uh, this is a way to not just move from the head into the heart, but from the heart to start going up to God uh, and being in a real dialogue with God. Excellent. So real briefly, we're just going to kind of... Can you tell me about the ladder? The four okay, rungs? so this is, there's four rungs on the ladder. Okay. And this is Guigo's thing. Guigo, Guigo. our man Guigo, he's, uh, Guigo he, he wrote a letter ladder. to one of his brothers and he said, you know, this is what I do. I found this to be really helpful. Um, and he described this as a four-rung ladder going up to heaven. And you, the whole idea is that you go one step at a time on a ladder. And just as you go one step at a time on a ladder, in this prayer, you kind of start with the simple things, and from each, you, you can't go, you can't jump a step. You know, you have to go each step at a time. So what what are the steps? The first step is? Uh, Lexio. Lexio is the first step, while, so. which is Latin. <laughs> Put me on. Don't we do this every week? Uh, I wasn't paying attention, sorry. That's all right. So we have, the first step is Lexio, which is Latin word for reading. Right. So basically, you read the sacred scripture. You read it slowly. Uh, and when I do this, we do this every single Monday at the seminary. Uh, we do it with the readings coming for Sunday. Right. Uh, and we sit down. So you just read, but you don't just kind of read it like you read in the newspaper. Before you approach the scriptures, you begin with a prayer. You ask God to send his Holy Spirit to help you uh, as you read this, to help you to focus, but also to speak his word to you. And then you just kind of read the text slowly, kind of going over uh, what exactly is happening in the text. The main thing is like, what's going on here? Really right. focus. Um, and sometimes what I'll do is I'll go with a pen or a pencil, if unless I'm using my actual Bible. And I'll, if any word just hops out or any phrase, I'll just kind of underline mm-hmm. that and sit with that. So that's the first thing we're looking for is when it's just, oh, that's interesting. Exactly. And it doesn't just have to be like, oh, my heart's just burning when I heard it. It, it can be like, Oh, I never noticed that's a, that's the sycamore tree or something. You know what I mean? Exactly. It, it could be, be stuff like that. You're like, oh, it's a sycamore tree. I have a sycamore tree in my backyard. I don't even know what a sycamore tree is. That would be my example. <laughs> so we have Lexio. That's the first one. You read the text slowly, prayerfully. Second step, meditatio. Meditatio. Meditation. Yep. Um, so let me just go through all four steps just so you know. Lexio, meditatio, oratio, which is okay. prayer. Contemplatio is the final step. Okay. So the first thing I thought when I heard this was, we have meditatio and we have contemplatio. Meditation, contemplation. Right. Why are those two separate steps? Right. What's the deal? So what is meditation about? In meditation, um, you've read the text and then you apply your brain. This is not a heart thing. This is a brain thing. And you think, well, what is the deeper meaning in this scripture? What's what's really going on here? What are the dynamics? And uh, and not just what are this deeper meaning. Maybe like there's a moral I can pour out of it, pull out of this. Uh, but also, where do I see myself in this? How is this hitting not just, you know, whoever reads this, but how is this hitting me in my life right. right now? So if I'm reading the text about, you know, Jesus healing the blind man, you know, and the Pharisees are there watching, like, where do I see myself? Am I the blind man? Am I the Pharisees? Am I the disciples watching? Like, where do I fit in here? Um, and what's the deeper meaning? What's going on here? Um, so that's meditation. Oratio is the next step. And this is the most important step. Oratio? Or I, I think so. Because I think this is the, the hardest part in reading scripture for me is getting from the head to the heart mm. and I'm kind of doing all this like oh my god oh yeah look at this this is cool and this is I'm making all these and now that you know Greek you're reading in the Greek so you're oh, yeah. nerding out I'm the, totally nerding out I've got yeah. my Greek dictionary and I'm, right. I'm like writing stuff in the margins I'm like oh this is in the dative plural or whatever you know <laughs> like yeah. but I'm, not, I'm staying on my head uh, but we don't go to our heart right and so I think this is the most important step because what you do here is that 
after you've done this meditation, you've done this reading, you're like, okay, this is what's going on in the scriptures. Um, you reflect upon what what prayer, what do you have to say to Jesus? If you're the blind man in this, what is your prayer? To, what right. are you saying? Maybe it's saying, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. Right. You know, maybe that's your, maybe that's your oratio, or maybe uh, you're a Pharisee in this story. And then your prayer needs to turn to Christ and say, Lord, give me humility. Mm. Lord, I need you, you know, or. Yeah. And that's when it becomes like alive. That's when it, when it becomes that prayer. That's when it, it comes out of, it's not just in your head. It's not just in you, but it, you disclose it to the Lord. You give it to the Lord. Exactly. And you kind so, of, for me, I, I, and for, I think most people, we need to kind of have these, have this direction we're always pointing and kind of because our brain wants to kind of go off and we want to be firing all these right. things. And we kind of want to channel that into going back up, to turning our eyes uh, to Jesus' gaze and say, Lord, what are you saying to me? And what do I want to say to you? Right. What's my response Making to your it word a to me? Conversation. Making it into a conversation. Right. Totally huge. And it's good to keep this in mind too that it's not like you like, oh, here, here's step number one. I've read it. Now right. I'm going on to step number two. And right. step, like these are kind of fluid. You know, they might kind of roll right into one another, um, one after the other. You know, as I'm reading, I might just, something might hit me. And already I'm just praying to the Lord because I know it's there. Right. Um, but or sometimes you can be at oratio, but you need to go back and read again or something. Right. right. Um, so that's. That's what's going on. Oratio is the last step that is totally in our control. So we have lexio, meditatio, oratio, oratio, we're praying. Up to this point, this is all us, you know, and this does work, you know. The, the monks used to describe this as like this is the digging. Labor. This is digging, you know. This is like digging. The, you're almost like Origen would say, reading the sacred scriptures is like digging a well. And you know the water's there, the life-giving water of God is there. But you got to dig down and get it, you know. So you're going through the words, and then you're going through the meanings, and then you're praying you know and you're you're going to get out but eventually when you hit the water uh that that is when you're actually at, at your goal That's you know and right. that is the water is contemplatio here okay in the latter so up to you know lexio meditatio oratio that's all our work contemplatio is though is more of a gift than anything this is where god actually works so i, I was talking when i was talking to my bible study guys at match buff uh last week i was explaining this to them and i said meditation meditatio um is kind of like us trying to get to God. It's us doing the work. Contemplation is different because contemplation is God God's coming down to, and God's yeah. action. And we are we have this posture in contemplation of just receptivity. It's not passive. We're not just kind of checking out and be like, all right, God, whatever, mm-hmm. do your thing. But we're actively receiving what God's doing. And, you know, I could do Lexio for a whole year and go to contemplatio maybe a handful of times. Because mm. um, when it happens, though, it's, it is powerful. Yeah. Um, and, and it can be something small, just like a word of God spoken. That's just a loving word that gives you an awareness of his presence. Or his you peace. can just rest. And you, and that's what it is. Contemplatio in the end, it's just tasting the goodness of God and just resting in his presence and his loving care. True leisure. So it's to speak. <laughs> that's right. We're tying these all together. Oh, it's man. all tied together. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, that's good. Now I, I, sorry to cramp your style and I probably shouldn't even say this, but I was told by several authorities that there's a fifth step. Oh, that's right. Resol- Doc- Resolutio? I think I think Dr. Gray might have made this up. Did I don't he know. Did he make this up? No, I don't I don't think he made it up. There is originally four, four steps, steps. But actually there's like seven steps that Guigo himself seven steps. even talked about. Guigo. I don't know what all those steps are. Um uh, I think one of them's just kind of like like putting yourself in God's presence. But the original there's a four steps. Gotcha. There is a last step that Dr. Gray uh, I learned from him and it's in his book here if you were to get this uh Again, this is my book review part, Praying Scripture for a Change by Dr. Tim Gray. Great book. Um, 
but the last step he calls operatio. I think operatio. that's from, I think that's from Guigo too. Okay. And uh, he he says, you know, this is where we just make some resolution to bring the fruit of this prayer into our life and into the world. Okay. So maybe sense. you know you know, and that's basically like Dr. Gray. He would always be like, if you if you don't if you're not aiming for anything, uh, you're not going to hit anything. If you yeah. aim for nothing, you'll hit it every time. Right. Um, and basically, this is the step where we make some sort of goal for our, you know, like. Maybe my maybe my prayer in my prayer, God revealed to me that I am a lazy bum and that I don't, you know, and I'm a jerk and I I hate my sister or something okay. like that. And all I, three of those, all those things. So maybe my resolutio, my operatio is going to be I'm going to make a resolution to do something kind for my sister today. There you go. Uh, so it's it's a very simple. So it's thing. like a positive, practical construal, but very important. Right. It's important Good. to kind of bring our prayer into our life. So anyway, that's Lexio Divina. That's a little uh, simple introduction to it's it. It's very interesting. You know, this is something that has so worked into the fabric of our life that um, it's hard to even, it's hard to imagine without it at this point. And so I, I would just really encourage people, if you are ready to, to read scripture, if you are at the end of Lent and you're just like, that was a total failure, but now I want to strive because Easter has begun, start praying with scripture oh, and get huge. this book and just just start getting into Lexio Divina. You, you will come, the scriptures will come alive in your life and in your heart in a way that you've never imagined. It's and, incredible. And a great way to do it, because sometimes it could be hard, like when I'm doing Lexio, how much should I read a whole chapter or right, two chapters? Right, right. What I've been doing is just taking the daily readings off for Sunday once a week, and then throughout the week I might do other weekday readings, and just like sticking with the gospel and a few readings on the side. Um, those are just perfect little bite size, enough to really, there's some whole message in there. I want to read you this little quote though from Pope Benedict because I thought this was so huge when I read this. Pope Benedict, he said this in 2005 on the 40th anniversary of Dei Verbum, which is the document of that that I've read from earlier. Um, Pope Benedict said this. He said, if Lexio Divina, so he talks about Lexio directly. He says, if Lexio Divina is effectively promoted, this practice will bring to the church, I'm convinced, a new spiritual springtime. Wow. Benedict said that. From Benny. So I'm just I'm just following the Holy Father. I'm, I'm, just, saying, I'm just trying to promote. I'm not it. saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's so awesome. Lexio Divina, check it out. Uh, read your Bible. Pray to Jesus. Pray to Jesus. Love God. Maybe buy this book because it's a goodie. And have a happy Easter. Yeah, it's Easter it's now in podcast time. Podcast time. We're in Lake we're City. in New Lake Lake City. We're That's fly fishing called. in Lake City right now. Oh, I love it. It's gonna be great. Hey, uh, thanks for listening. Any any uh, questions, comments, concerns, suggestions for how. Um, Joe should shave his beard or something like that. Catholic Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. See you next week.